what I like to share in that long story is that if I just didn't say yes to myself to exploring more, I wouldn't be where I am now. And I don't mean I'm in any great place here. I just mean, I wouldn't be in a place where I'm actually stepping into my own messaging every day and getting to live out what my joy is. And my joy is talking to women, hopefully giving them permission to show up in their life with unapologetic confidence. But that small piece of me saying, you know what? I think I wanna do a little more, led me here. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmet. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello, and welcome to episode 78 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, we have a couple of quick announcements for you. We are so excited about our Art of Living Well podcast summertime tribe program, which is going to kick off on June 7th. How would you like to enjoy summer without letting your health, energy, and mood take a back seat? We've listened to you and we relate to so many of you over these past few years comment about how your food and exercise regime can be completely thrown off track during the summer, leaving you feeling less than fabulous come Labor Day. We don't want your health to take a back seat. We really want you to achieve that balance in your life this summer. Have fun, thrive, keep true to your goals and intentions so that when you do wake up in September, you still feel amazing in your own skin. We'd love for you to join this amazing community. The link to sign up is in our show notes and there's more details on the program there as well. Don't let your health take a back seat and join us this summer. We look forward to seeing you. We also want a quick shout out to our listeners from all over the world. We have followers in India and Mexico and Europe and Australia and a ton of other countries. And we so appreciate you and are grateful for you. And thank you so much for listening. And we do have a favor to ask that if you're really still enjoying this podcast, if you could please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It takes just two minutes and it really helps us reach more people so that others can benefit from the inspiring conversations and resources that we share each week. So if you enjoy this episode, we'd also love if you would share it with a friend, family member, or anyone who you think may benefit from this information. And before we dive into today's episode, we'll hear a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Appetite for Change. Appetite for Change is a nonprofit in North Minneapolis that uses food as a tool for health, wealth, and social change. This year, in light of COVID and the unrest in Minneapolis, Appetite for Change has continued to ground themselves in their mission and center their work around community connection and nourishing food. They launched a pilot program called Community Cooks Meal Boxes, which provides fresh produce and pantry items plus two recipes for over 300 families at no cost to the family. 
The program has been such a success that it has been extended for another six weeks and will continue into 2021. AFC has utilized the kitchens of their two restaurants, Breaking Bread Cafe and Station 81, to produce over 200,000 meals that have been distributed across the Twin Cities to healthcare workers, seniors, and families in need. In addition, they have seven farm plots across North Minneapolis that are tended to by community members and Appetite for Change youth learning how to grow a variety of plants. These fresh fruits and vegetables are distributed throughout the North Side. Even in 2021, Appetite for Change is committed to building a more equitable food system by delivering fresh and nourishing food to healthcare workers, seniors, and families in need, tending urban gardens and more. We have been collaborating with Appetite for Change over this past year, and we have loved their dedication to their mission, and we so look forward to volunteering with their organization and working with them more in 2021. To learn more about Appetite for Change, listen to episode 31 of our podcast with one of their founders, Michelle Horowitz. For more information or to donate, head on over to appetiteforchangemn.org backslash impact or on Instagram and Facebook at Appetite for Change. We are so excited and honored to welcome Christina Glickman. Christina is the mother, speaker, and author of the new best-selling book, Extra, The Art of Being, a book meant for the person who's looking for permission and inspiration to be themselves. She is also a community builder through her successful membership program created for strong, loving, purpose-driven women that are looking to step into life with unapologetic confidence. Christina is currently speaking to groups across the country on unapologetic confidence and the permission to just be. Her powerful message on mindset inspires people to intentionally show up for themselves every day. Her life's work is to help other women awaken their extra and unleash their best self. We just loved our conversation with Christina. Um, She is so much fun and so empowering. And we talked about really having that unapologetic confidence to be who you are and to find joy in your life again and to really give yourself the permission to be yourself and unleash your powers and your gifts to the world. And we talk about how to show up as anything else other than yourself can really be exhausting. We also discussed Christina's new book, Extra, The Art of Being. It's beautiful. Her outfits in the book are amazing and um, her personality really shines through in the book. I highly recommend you getting it. And um, with that, let's dive right into our conversation with Christina Glickman. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast today. We connected with you through the podcast Connector, actually. And we're so excited to chat with you today. And we found out also that you and Stephanie have a lot of friends in common. So that's so fun. So thank you for being here. And we'd love to jump right in and hear your story about how you found your calling in life and discovered and cultivated your unapologetic confidence. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. And I love the connection that we have with so many different people. And the other thing, um, the question that you just asked, which to me is a very big one, <laughs> you know, how did you find it? Well, I, you know, I bought it at Costco <laughs> and it, 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 I just signed up for it. So a couple of things, one, 
I'm still finding it. Um, it's a forever journey. And I like to say that I'm always in the business of building myself and that I never truly arrive. But what I will say is that in the past couple of years, it was a very big intention for me to find joy in my life again. And when I say that, I don't mean I was missing joy. I just mean that I was missing a creative outlet. You know, I'm a mother of four. I work a full-time job. Um, I had all the things like everybody else does, but I knew there was another part of me that I wanted to explore. And for me, that was a creative freedom that I needed to find out about. And the real message here, and I can certainly get into what my creative outlet was, is I think importantly, giving women the permission to ask for more for more of themselves, to show up for themselves. They, every single day, we are showing up for everyone but ourselves. That's just really how it works. And so ultimately, you know, the years can tick by and the time ticks by and um, we're kind of in the same spot. And that doesn't mean it's bad, but are you really sort of settling or are you complicit in your own journey of that? And I just have met too many incredible women to say, there's a lot more for you out there if you're willing to, willing to look for it. Well, I mean, Marty and I both listened to your story in more depth, and we'd love for you to share some of that. I know you talk sure. about your former career and taking time off and even your parents and their role in all of this. Sure. Um, so like everybody, I have a story as everybody does. And I came from a background of advertising and in the creative field, I was in there for about 12 years. And then I decided to stay home with all the kids because it's really hard to have <clears throat> two people in that industry. And then I got into a company called Beauty Counter, which gave me a lot of joy being an advocate and sharing safe products with people. And I could do it from home. But what I really um, missed for myself was, like I said, this creative outlet. And so the reason I share this story is because hopefully it can trigger or ignite something in someone where you're kind of like, I know I want to do a little bit more, but I don't know what that really means. I am happy. So like, what am I doing? You know, I love coffee and I like working out, but like, is there more than that? I don't know. <laughs> like where, where, you know, when people yeah. say, unless you have a very straight line, like I want to be a doctor, or I want to be a painter. Like if you don't have that straight line, especially as women that we identify as mothers, as a badge, it's very difficult to uncover what's next. And that question in and of itself is very paralyzing because it seems that we at that point have to have something very, very big to attain. And most of the time, then we end up failing. So for me, it started very simple, which is kind of doing an audit of where's my joy and what do I connect to? And it started with that, you know, I truly love um, clothes and fashion and being creative in that way. So I just said to my husband, do you want to take some pictures of me in clothing? And so we started to do that. And, you know, at that point, um, it was just sort of this journey of uncovering that that gave me joy. And instead of putting on the shackles of what am I going to do with this? Am I going to be an influencer? Am I going to be somebody that is, um, you know, tagging my clothes and doing all the things I released myself from that pressure of doing any of that and just decided, no, I'm going to really stay focused on what do I love about that process? And then in that, making sure that I stayed true to it. So what ended up happening from that was I was really able to say, what are the parts that I like about this? Okay, well, I don't want to be an influencer and tag my clothes. I don't want to be a stylist. I don't want to design clothes. What? Oh, wait, the journey of it is that 
the clothes is really an expression of who I am and how I show up. And, oh, that's a part of me being confident. And, oh, I really actually like to talk to women about it. And so as you can see, the wheel started moving. And what I like to share in that long story is that if I just didn't say yes to myself to exploring more, I wouldn't be where I am now. And I don't mean I'm in any great place here. I just mean, I wouldn't be in a place where I'm actually stepping into my own messaging every day and getting to live out what my joy is. And my joy is talking to women, hopefully giving them permission to show up in their life with unapologetic confidence. But that small piece of me saying, you know what, I think I want to do a little more led me here. And so I think that most of us stop, right? We know we want a little bit more life gets in the way. We can fill our day doing, 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 but are we filling our day with really being? I don't know. And so that comes down to, are you willing to honor that relationship with yourself? Because if you are, you will be a priority. And sadly, women's narrative is that we give, 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 and not necessarily um, you know, think about ourselves, our future self, and are we living a life today in the present that is really creating this future self? So that was pretty long, but I know I <clears throat> I love that, and I think um, Stephanie and I probably can both relate to this. I don't want to speak for her, but like even the podcast, I think for me has been this like huge creative outlet that I was not expecting in my life that has opened so many doors and so many avenues and. I've learned so much from the podcast just about myself and about, you know, being more confident and comfortable in my own skin and all of that. So I just totally resonate and agree with everything that you just said. And how amazing that that's what you're doing. And the gift of that is that, you know, especially as a woman, I feel it's so important that we continue to support and lift each other. So I, as a friend, I wouldn't want to say to you, so what are you doing and where is it going? And are you X, Y, Z? It's like, no, I'm doing this for today. It feels really good. I'm doing it for myself. I get to get, you know, I shower and I put a little makeup on and I have a business purpose and all those little things. That's what's important. Not like, oh, I, you know, and again, if I'm all about dreaming and having goals, but the reality is that you're actually doing something for yourself. It's, you know, fueling you. It feels really good. And who knows where you'll be in five years, but you're actually doing something. And that's why it's like, if you, when people come to me and say, well, you know, I, I'd love to, you know, join your community, or I'd love to have a coaching session, but I don't even know what I want to do. I'm like, you're the perfect person that needs somebody. You need somebody or something because again, women are incredible you know, and the fact that almost, you know, a million mothers are out of the workforce during COVID right now, it's devastating. And so more than ever, we need to be able to champion each other. And if you tell me that you want to make socks and sell them, I'm going to buy those socks and I'm going to shout from the rooftops. And I don't know if we do enough of it. I completely agree. And your point about women being out of the workforce, I was just reading an article this past weekend it was in um, the New York Times about this. I mean, a full like multiple page spread. So it's so important. The work you're doing right now is so relevant. You're going to be helping so many, so many women. I mean, what do you think has driven you or motivated you to show up every day? Um, yeah. Like something from your, you know, from your journey or your past or. Yeah. I mean, um, I, mean I think in, when I'm asked that question, I really think that it comes from the sense that um because I've had a lot of loss in my life with my parents and had spent many years caretaking and kind of go going through all of that, I truly show up every day as how dare I waste today. 
And it doesn't mean that I kill it. I mean, trust me, there are plenty of days where I don't want to do anything and I want my Netflix and my brownies and like, don't talk to me. But, but the idea is that I will promise you this, I get one shot here and I'm going to give it the best that I can. And I'm going to lead my life with more joy. I'm going to find the beauty in the tragedy. I'm going to um, protect uh, myself and the relationships that I have. And I think that when you, when you come from a place of that, you understand that you know, the consequence to your actions are not that big. Meaning if I ask some women about their own limiting beliefs or self-doubts, I'm sure you guys have covered this a million times. I usually say, so what happens? So if it's a, something as simple as I don't want to show up on social media because I'm worried, you know, am I double chin showing or something, whatever. I always say, you know, no offense, but no one cares about you. They only care about themselves. And so, <laughs> so true. <laughs> I tell my daughters that. Yeah. But what's happening is that you're handing over the driver's license of your life to someone else because you're so worried about what somebody who actually you don't even care about thinks about you. And so unless we're willing to put our blinders on and stay in our own lane and just do what makes us, again, honoring ourselves, do what makes us tick and releasing ourselves from the outcome, right? Like, I can't even tell you how much side eye and judgment I got when people are like, are you like trying to be a model? Why are you showing pictures of your clothes? And why? I'm like, yeah, at 48 with four kids, I'm busting out into the modeling scene. What? Watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Comments though, nick away at you. Right. And they nick away at you. Like, who are you to do that? Why are you doing that? And instead I was like, I don't need to answer to anyone. And again, what's the worst case here? My family, they're safe and loved. My good friends will still love me. So anything else that I do should not be relevant. And so you can start to filter out and and it's a good process, right? You start to understand that, you know, I always say to, you know, my community that we're not meant to dream alone. We are not, we are meant to surround ourselves with people, women, whoever that support what we're doing. And so Mm -hmm. many times, if you really think about the people you spend your time with, they're not always the greatest people. I mean, and I realize some of this family and we don't have a choice, but (laughs) think about the strong people in your life. And, you know, it's very difficult for us to break up with certain stories and certain narratives that have become us. I mean, it's just how it is from a very young age. We're given these, these titles or badges or identities, and we either break them or, you know, we become them. But if you really look around who is, is in your sphere Um, you can start to understand that you want people that are going to bring the best out in you that you will with them. And again, if you're not in a place, I feel of reflection, or you aren't in a space that's been created for you, that you can be held in that you're not going to do it. You're going to drop your kids. You're going to run to here. You're going to send the birthday card. You're going to go to target. You're going to make the dinner. And then what you're supposed to then sit around and think about your hopes and dreams. Like, (laughs) It doesn't really work like that. So I have a question. So did you just wake up one day and you were like, damn, I got to live out my dream or like, how did you do this? I'm assuming you weren't like this your whole life, right? So it's a great question. I mean, I think it's a slow, slow reveal. And like I said, I am still on it. I will tell you, I wake up every day, uncomfortable, unsettled, super afraid. What am I doing? Where is it going? But the difference is it doesn't paralyze me to grow, right? That feeling is still here, but it doesn't stop me from moving forward. And you know, movement is hope. 
So whatever you're doing, keep moving. And so I think it started really, you know, Beauty Counter, I think in a lot of ways for anyone that uh, of your listeners, again, it's a company of safe, clean products, penned the story to where I am. And the reason because is really, it was a, a place, a community of strong women, purpose-driven, loving, that suddenly broke open a piece in me that was like, wow, I think that my biggest joy is speaking with them. And what can I do with that? So it was a very, very slow sort of reveal, but this is the thing. If you are not in tune or aware of your own energy, I don't think it magically happens. I don't think that, you know, you're saying like, today I'm going to start dreaming. Like it just, it's more like, this is why I always say, you know, unapologetic confidence comes from being in a container of care. It's because I'm sitting with you and I'm sitting with another 25 women. And I'm saying to you, tell me what your gifts are. What are your superpowers? How do you feel about that? Have you reflected on your past? Where are you today? What are the things you love? What makes you come alive? What makes you cringe? Again, if you don't give yourself the time to do that work, I don't think it just happens. And I was really late to the game. I only discovered that I needed coaching and help in the fall of last year, because I always did it myself. And I realized that, you know, we need each other to do that. So it, it was a slow process, it still is, but more and more what I wanna say to women is, you've told me you want these things, well, let's go get them, you know? And, and most don't, sadly. I love how you said you wake up every day with the same fears as everyone else and insecurities, because I think, you know, what we see is often on social media. And for those of you who don't follow Christina, you absolutely have to, like, you do have a beautiful Instagram feed and it's just really fun and um, energetic and inspirational. And but colorful. I, I love the And colors. very colorful. Like I'm a big color person. So I, yeah. I can appreciate that. Um, so it's nice to know, like everyone doesn't wake up feeling like super confident in their own skin every day. And, you know, a little bit of like, fake it till you make it. It sounds like maybe has gone on over the years, which I think you do sort of, I mean, I know that sounds so basic, but it's the mindset that you have to have, right. In order to like get to that end game. And there really isn't an end game. It's a journey. Well, and it's not even, I was just going to say, it's not even so much fake it till you make it, but it's like, you want to you want to grab whatever confidence you can from inside you, even though you may not really feel it truly, feel it. right? Until well, you, funny you have it. <laughs> I don't know. And it's funny because, you know, I think in my 20s, I would prescribe to the fake it till you make it. But now um, I think I actually haven't prescribed to it. And I think it's what's made me so successful because when people say to me, how are you so confident? I say, I'm so confident because I don't know. And I air that out any chance I get. Every call I get on, I, you know, I'm like, I'm not an expert here, people. I'm not Gandhi and I'm not a guru. Like I'm doing the best that I can. And so the second that I've released myself from actually pretending, and again, I pretended many years in advertising. I'd walk into these big rooms with big people and pretend that I knew what I was doing. And now it's the opposite. I love coming to the table and saying, you know, I don't know, but I hope to learn from you. I hope you can learn from me. I don't have all the answers. And to me, that helps that imposter syndrome go away. Uh -huh. because I, I'm not trying to come, you know, showing up as yourself um, is so liberating and trying to show up as someone else is exhausting because I will never be, you know, 
you know, as good looking, as smart, as whatever it might be than anyone else. So if I can come in and say, I'm just me, I don't, I don't have anything else to offer. It's so liberating to me. It's almost like I've, I've like taken myself out before you can take me out. Yes. Well, it's That's great. You know? <laughs> it's becoming your true authentic self, but I think it's so hard for people to figure out what that means for them. Yeah. Well, and just the fear and releasing yourself from the fear of, so what's the worst case you find out you don't like me, or you find out that I'm not as great as you thought I was. You find out that I, okay, well, guess what? My kids still love me. My husband does, and no one's dying. So like, yeah. let's move on. You know, it really like, what's the worst case, you know, worst case, I come on your podcast and you get off and you're like, Oh, Marnie, well, she wasn't as great as I thought she was. Well, <laughs> that wouldn't make me happy, but I'm not, nothing's going to happen to me. Right. Right. That's right. If I came on here and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I've got to say these smart things and I've got to do all these things. I would absolutely, first of all, I'd hate my world because that's stressful. Mm -hmm. But if I get to show up with lovely people like you and I get to be myself, then what do I have to lose? Right. I love that. I I love. And so how are you working with women to, you know, break down these barriers and insecurities and help them stop feeling lost and just kind of yeah. You know, find that joy, figure out your joy or what your superpowers are. Cause I know you have lots of programs and ways yeah. to work. So, you know, one thing is I always say in order for us to move forward, I got to take you back a little bit. And so right now in the community that I have each month, you know, we have a theme. And so like, for example, February was about evolving and changing because again, I'm also not going to, I'm not giving you a solution. This is just real life, breathing, figuring it out as we go. And so what I think we're doing is we're slowly dissecting parts of our lives, figuring out and identifying why we are the way we are. What do we really like about it? What do we not like? What is the, what is, what is the narrative I want to break up with? Do I need to break up with the story that I'm a victim of something? Like, what is it? And then from there, we try to unlock then what are the tiny action steps you can take every day to help in this? And by, I mean, small, like, you know, if you want to count your success metric that you, you got out of bed, then let's count that. We're not looking for these wholesale, huge things. So I think that it's, you know, relevant topics where we get to dissect our own personality in it. And then what do we want to do with it? And so again, you know, the themes have been everything from your story matters to designing your own life to, like I said, evolve and repeat. And, you know, now March is all about, you know, wake up and recommit. Recommit to what? you know, and most of what I found out as I've leaned into the community, you know, words mean a lot. So when we were talking about like your story matters, it made a lot of women go, oh my gosh, I don't even have a story that makes me freak out. So we changed it. And I was like, let's drop that. And let's talk about what's your chapter. What's your day? What's your, whatever it might be. But again, I will go back to if these women weren't in a, first of all, a safe space to share that they didn't feel alone and that they also felt like I deserve the time to think about this. Like when these women come to these meetings that are 90 minutes over zoom, I thank them immensely that you're giving 90 minutes of yourself. It's like listening to your podcast. They're giving themselves time. And that I think is something I've had to learn over the years that, you know, it's not a luxury. It's not self care. It's, it's really a, we have to do it and no one, is really going to give our, you know, give us permission to do it if we don't do it ourselves. Why do you think it's so hard for so many women to be themselves? Oh, for so many reasons. I mean, one, I think again, it really depends on your own childhood. 
And mm -hmm. where in that thread did someone tell you along the way that you needed to play small or that you shouldn't commit the crime of outshining other people or that confident meant that you were aggressive and abrasive or, you know, we all have those stories that stick to us for whatever reason and they slowly become us. And then, you know, couple that with where we are today in our society, right? And my goodness, um, there are, we are being told over and over the roles we play, how they should look in a box. And, and it's not until we actually can collectively come together as a group to say, no, your voice matters too, and you're responsible. And of course, we're getting, to, we're getting there closer and closer every day. But I think it's, it's years and years and years of narrative. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a small thing to break. And it probably, I mean, it really takes a lot of work to undo some of those stories that you tell yourself, right? And really change your mindset and get into a very different mind frame. And you almost have to like let go and wash yourselves, uh, wash yourself of those stories and narratives. And that's why I think it's a small thing. It's like, you know, what can I do today that's a stepping into architecting my own messaging of my life that it could be small. It could be, maybe I'm having a conversation with a friend that I put up the boundary of a no that I probably wouldn't have, you know, it stopped saying yes to everything when I actually didn't want to do it. It could be that I'm, you know, I'm not going to call one of my in-laws cause I'm supposed to, or whatever it might be. You know, it's not this, like you wake up today and we're going to stop that narrative. And now you're going to become this, you know, huge badass of a person. It doesn't work that way. So you know, that's why I think it's these small, tiny steps, because the other thing that I will say is that the last thing I want to do when I'm doing any work with you is to feel bad. You know, I don't want to, I want you to feel good. And so that's why I talk about like, you know, I just did this challenge the other day with, with our folks about take five, 10 people in your life that you really care about and ask them, what do you see as my intrinsic value? What do you see as my gift? And because our gift is supposed to be easy for us. So, you know, the two of you that are doing this successful podcast, other people would be like, there's no way I could ever do that. Well, this is easy for you because you're good at it. And you probably forget you're good at it because it's easy. And so, you know, we need to mirror back to people what we see. And also in that conversation, are you seeing things that you didn't think that you were? Like, wow, that's how you see me? And so that exercise is great because again, do you want to step into those things? Do Or do, maybe you don't. Maybe you're just totally happy and you're like, I don't want to do anything else. That's great too. But I think that it's been a long time that we haven't asked ourselves, given ourselves the time to ask the question again, especially if you're a mother. It's like, you know, I'm sorry, you could have one kid or 10. It's all consuming. It's very difficult. So I have a question about that. I'm wondering if we're trying not to worry about what other people think, why would we want to ask people what they think? Because you'd want to ask the people closest in your life how they see you. Okay. And so that's how you're showing up every day, like it or not. It's kind of like saying, I'm you know, wearing the badge of busyness. And you know, I'll never say to somebody, I didn't have time to call you. What I'm going to say is I didn't make time. Because if you audit your day, you'll see very quickly where your priorities lie. So if you take your closest people to your spouse, your friend and say, what do you see in me? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you think I'm really good at? What do you see? That's not meant to um, dictate where you should go, but it's how you've been showing up. And if you're willing to look at that, I think it's important. Like, you know, I would feel really sad if my kids said, 
I just see you working all the time. That's really not what I want to do. So if they did say that to me, then I'm going to change it because I don't like that. Or I'll work harder at it or Mm -hmm. I'll be more intentional or I'll, it's not meant to make you feel bad, but it depends on how you want to lead your life. And we get, we have the ultimate power to choose, you know, again, I'm not a victim to any of it. I work very hard. I work all the time, but that's my choice. And now we will take a quick break from this episode to hear a word from our sponsor. Have you been thinking about a new home build, remodel, or even rework of a smaller space in your home? We have all spent more time in our homes over the past year, and many people are trying to recreate spaces in their homes to bring more joy and functionality to fit their lifestyles. It can be really hard to know where to turn, but Sarah and Marcy, co-founders of Chisel Architecture, are the experts that will help you gain clarity and confidence around your project. One of the unique aspects of Chisel Architecture that sets them apart from others is their trademark design approach called Pattern of Life. This approach is a game changer for homeowners and how they experience the design process. Marcy and Sarah really listen to you to fully understand your needs and advocate for you during both the design and implementation process. When you think about your home environment and how it supports you, Chisel Architecture believes your overall well-being should be in the mix. Sarah and Marcy want you to live well in your home. Because they are so passionate on their design approach, they have a special offer for our listeners. Book a two-hour consultation and receive $50 off. Simply email them at hello at chiselark.com. That's at H-E-L-L-O at C-H-I-S-E-L-A-R-C-H dot com. And mention the Art of Living Well podcast to receive your $50 off. Consultations must be booked by June 30th to take advantage of this offer. That could be a very powerful, but, you know, somewhat difficult exercise to do. Very, very. You know, I'm just kind of thinking through it right now. I, but I think it's, it's good because sometimes we're probably in denial about our behaviors and how they're perceived by others. And not just the perception, but really how people feel when... Right. And that's like you said, most people, this is like, you guys together. And and what I do hope though, is that somebody sees something in you that you haven't seen, because I always like to say, um, I can probably see a lot more in you than you've seen yourself. And so how wonderful to be able to say to somebody, wow, you know, the thing I love most about you is the energy you bring into a room. And you're like, whoa, I do like, wow. And it's not meant to be an expedition to find compliments, but it's like, how do I use that then? If that's a Mm -hmm. gift of mine, what can I do with that? And do I like that? Does it give me joy? And and so I think all these exercises are just really, um, at the end of the day, trying to inject a little bit more joy into our everyday because it it really is about that, right? It's not about the end of the road. I mean, no, there's no golden there. Exactly. Gosh, there's so many things I want to talk about. Um, (laughs) I've been all over the place. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but I think like, I love this community that you've built, but how can women, I think part of it is sometimes as women, we're all, we're very competitive with each other. We can be. So how can women like empower each other and come together? And it sounds like maybe that's what your community is doing. Lift each other up. And one way is through this exercise with your close women friends so that we can gain that unapologetic confidence together. So absolutely. 
I mean, what you just nailed was, um, again, because I'm extremely transparent, I had no idea the community I was creating. That was never part of my plan. I thought, well, I'll talk to women about unapologetic confidence. Let's see where it goes. I had no idea the magic was in them. I'm just lucky enough that they all came and they all said yes. And now they collectively, without me, like we have our own you know, private page and whatever, they're all lifting each other. This has nothing to do with me. I just happen to give them the space to connect and the space to um, see each other. And again, because it's not like your girlfriends or you have a history or you've got like things are complicated and weird, but people are coming to the table to say, you know, I just want to do a little bit better for myself. And then the most powerful thing we do is share stories and, you know, conversation unites us. It's not the answers, right? It's definitely the conversation. And of course, it's what the, the beauty of what you guys are doing here. And so Again, I, I feel in so many ways when people you know, are gracious and thank me for the community, I'm like, but it's not me. I just happened to open the doors. I, I got lucky. That's how I feel about it. I just happened to get lucky to have amazing human beings fall into my lap and say, yes, I wanna share. And so it really is the power of each other and, and seeing other people that you admire. And you know, I've got some people in the group that are you know, real powerhouses and having them come to the table and talk about their struggles and how they don't know what they're doing. And you know, we need to hear that. We might think that, like we know social media is, an op- is a highlight reel. We know that, but until I can see an amazing person say, gosh, you know, I feel like junk too. And here's what I'm doing. You're like, wow, okay. Like I'm not alone. I can do this. It's so simple, but we need it. Yeah, that's so true. And I do think you nailed it when you said sharing stories and conversations, because I, that's how you relate to other people, right? You're like, oh, wow, they're going through that too. I had no idea. And that gives you almost that little boost of confidence. Like, wow, if they can do that, I can do that. Or it it gives you that confidence. Oh, and I love what you just said, because that for me is part of why whenever I want to filter out something I want to share on social media, because I am afraid of how it's going to be um, received. I always think to myself, the reason I'm sharing this though, is because I want you to see that if I can do it, you can do it. Like, and if I don't share that, that to me, I'm not being authentic because I want you to see that this is my path. And these are the things that I'm doing and my challenges, not because I want you to give me hero bells and clap because I want you to see that I'm doing what you're doing. I'm just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I I don't know where I'm going to be in a year. I don't, I'm trying things out. You know, I have breakdowns. I get back up. I, you know, the Charlie Brown pity party, you know, I don't know what's happening, you know, do the whole thing. And then I'm like, okay, but I know for today, today I'm trying my best to do the work that gives me joy, trying to be a good mom, trying to do all the things. And like, that's enough because we are, we, we fundamentally think we're not enough, which is just a problem, you know? And my whole thing is we are so good at taking ourselves down. I don't need someone else to do it. I got that covered, you know? So instead I'm going to make sure that if I'm spending time with you, you're one of my people and and you see me and you want good things for me because I need that. And I need to give that back to you. And I've really, really done a good job of, you know, pretend we're not in a pandemic, but I used to say yes to do coffees and to do whatever. Now, I mean, unless there's a real value there, I don't just give my time freely like that because Mm -hmm. I know that when you're, in my family or in my world, I pour into you. And if I'm not going to get that back, I'm going to protect myself from that space and not just be 
a good girl that everybody thinks I should be. I think that's a, a silver lining for, for the pandemic. You know, one of many, honestly, I think Marty and I were just talking about this the other day. Like we don't have to say yes to all these social events and invitations because now there aren't any. And we realized we <laughs> like being at home. Like I, I like being at home more than I thought. And I like being with my immediate family more than, not more than I thought, but you know, um, and just having nice dinners and hanging out and watch having movie night and game night and the things that we were few and far between before. And I hope we, when we come out of that, we can, we recognize what brings us joy, what makes us happy and we can be true to ourselves, which honestly is being true to others. Cause why should we show up kind of half-assed for whoever it is that we made a plan or a date with, right? Right. No, yeah. I, I love that. So I want to change gears a little bit, if that's okay. I know you're a mother of four and, you know, I'm assuming your kids see you show up every day, you know, with this unapologetic confidence that we've been talking about and your authenticity. And I'm wondering, A, what your kids, you know, think about that or how they perceive it. And then B, how can we instill that confidence in our kids, you know, at a young age, like, especially if, uh, like, if, you know, the three of us are kind of agreeing that we probably didn't have it at a young age, right? Well, first of all, they just really make fun of me most of the time because <laughs> well, I feel much better about myself too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, like, again, they can't hear me because they're are upstairs, but they'll come down and be like, um, Hi, my name is Christina, and I'd like to talk about confidence today. So they just make fun of me. <laughs> How old are your kids? Oh, I've got so uh, Rocket is the smallest now; she's nine. Uh, Racer is um, thirteen, and Ryder is um, sixteen. And my oldest lives in New York. Emily, she's twenty-five, so she doesn't live here, but she can make fun of me just as well. And in fact, total sidebar, total sidebar. If you end up having any interest in me, you'll see on my Instagram feed my daughter and her fiance at, for Halloween dressed up as my husband and me. And it is, it's unbelievable. So if you're bored, yes. go to the rabbit hole, you'll oh, die. I'm, I'm gonna, as I soon as we're done, I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> you'll die. And, and again, in the spirit, I know they love us, but so number one, my kids make fun of me, but I think in a, a great way, or if I'm say something that's remotely negative, they're like, I have a book for you, mama. And they're like, go get my, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> You know, they do nothing but make fun of me. But here's what I will say, regardless of the book of confidence or whatever, you know this, your mothers, it's what they see you do. Say whatever you like. If they don't see you doing it, I don't care who you are, what you say, you can support every charity in the world and you can do whatever you want. If they don't see you walking the walk, how do they see you be kind to other people? How do they see you be compassionate? How do they see you honor yourself? How do they, so for me, it's all about what messages do you want to give to your children? Then you better be giving them to yourself because they see everything. It doesn't matter what you say. It's how they feel. It's, it's the energy. It's the vibration. It's all the invisible curriculum that exists in your home. Good, bad, and ugly. So whatever that is, that's what, that's what they come out with. So for me, my kids, even though like, you know, my 13 year old girl racer, like she'll say something like, I don't think I can do this. And I was like, okay, listen, I can, I have a daughter that doesn't believe in herself because that's all I talk about. And I'm like, I make a joke of it. And, but I tell her it's so natural to feel that. I feel that all the time. However, here's the difference. You need to show up for yourself. You can have that fear that the fear, fear is good. It means growth. It's all the things, but I'm not going to let that translate into that. You're not going to do the stuff. 
or you're not going to do the thing. So I don't ever try to take away the feeling or be like, you should be confident, like, you know, go in there with pants that you don't like and rock something out. Like, I don't try to take away that feeling as much as I say, how do we get to the other side? How do we still, you know, show up in that way? And so for me, um, again, with my kids, what, what they see me do is this, this is how I feel. Um, and my life's biggest work will be my children always, always. And, but this is what I think that I love that they see. They see me developing this whole other side of me because I'm worth it, because I deserve something more just for me, even though um, you can't, I, my, my shirt's too tight, I can't pull up my sleeve, even though I have a tattoo <laughs> that says mama on my arm. That's how much my life is being a mother. However, I get to be and, that powerful world and. I get to be a mother and a speaker, an entrepreneur, an advocate. I get to be all those things, but it's because I deserve that for myself and I accept that. And I, I think that when we show our children that we mean something, you know, it's very easy to get caught up in the Cinderella, like, you know, I do all the dishes and I do the laundry and I'm doing nothing. And I'm sure for your children, they see that you do a podcast and you've got other interests. Like I think it is, comes down to just role modeling you know, and being honest and having a hard day and saying, I'm so scared. Like my kids are the ones that usually are picking me up. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this thing and I'm so scared. And what am I going to say? And I got to do this. And they're the ones that it's kind of funny. Cause they sound like me, like mama, you just got, you know, and it's funny. They play back because they hear me say it. And so again, it's, if it's in your environment and here's the thing, if it's not, that's okay. Tomorrow, start injecting a little bit, right? Like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I don't think my kids see that. No big deal. Stand in front of a mirror if you have a daughter and say how much you love yourself. That's a hard thing to do, especially as women who are so critical of our bodies and whatever. You'll never, I'll, you know, my kids will never hear me say things negative about myself. Even though in all honesty, that track in my head is pretty strong, you know, but it's how do you want to mirror that to them? That is so I powerful. It. I love that. And I think for anyone out there, and it's not even just, I mean, parents, obviously that's critical, but for any adult who have people in their life, right? Showing up, I mean, it could be like how you want to model your behavior with a team at work, right? I mean, this translates to many areas, but especially obviously for parents. Yeah. And I love that you said that because of course I talk about motherhood because it's my wheelhouse and my biggest joy, but it's a little bit even like in our community, everything matters, right? Meaning I have women that are in the middle of a divorce. I have college students that are coming out of college. It doesn't matter if your eyes are open to learning and hearing from what other people can offer, you're always going to find the thread. And so to your point, if it's showing up in the workplace and making sure that, you know, I feel like one of my strengths within my own like beauty kind of organization is that I always see people, right? Like, and, and that's something that you can do. You don't have to be a mother, but do you really like see your friends? Do you check in on how people's hearts are? Do you, you know, do you just do the basic, like, how are you? Or are you rattling off all the errands that you just had to do because your badge of busyness is the way that you show that you are worth it. Mm. So just all these actions that we do. And again, um, that's kind of what we do there is that I'm always firing out questions because usually one will stick to you, right? You'd be like, oh, wait, I do do that. Why do I do that? And again, it's not meant to make you feel bad. It's more just like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, do I want to start every message telling people the 12 things I did? Like, why do I do that? Okay. I love that you said that because I find 
so many women, and my husband will tell me I do this too. We start out with, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to go here. I have to go to Target. First of all, you get to, not you have to. Let's reframe the thought. Right. They're complaining, but they're trying to justify them being so busy. It's like they're part of their self-worth, right? Well, I don't know is. why. And I do it myself. I'm speaking of. <laughs> I mean, well, and I don't even know if it's part of self-worth as much as it is like, you're, like you said, you're trying to justify why either you didn't do something or it's almost like a habit. Yeah. It is a habit. And that's why that that's kind of like of saying, um, I didn't make the time. I'm not going to say that I didn't have time to call you because I'm going to make the time to pick my kids up. I'm going to make the time to make sure they're fed. And that's okay. But it's just, it's, it's shedding this awful narrative. First of all, that we all have to be these superheroes doing everything at all the time and being fantastic and being, and it's like, we can't, we're not supposed to. But if I tell you that I have 17 jobs and I have 40 kids and I run this mission trip and I do all these things, well, first of all, I'm just perpetuating things that make you feel bad about yourself. Look at how great I am. Look at all the things that I can do, which is just BS. It is. I mean, I always say that if I share what I'm doing, it's either because I'm proud of it or because I like it, or I don't need to be validated by that badge of busyness. In fact, I'm actually, when people, people will say to me often, and it's true because I am busy, but it's because I'm trying to create some new things in my life. But I always say, please don't start off your call with me and say, I know you're so busy. Like, ooh, don't, I don't want to project that. Like, that's actually insulting to me. Like, I have scheduled my life in, in a way because I've got goals and dreams. So this is what I'm doing. But I, you know, I'm not curing cancer and I'm not a surgeon. I'm not so busy. I just have designed my life right now to be very full in order for me to show up for what I hope to do and be. So I'm like daring to become the person I hope I can be. That means sacrifice. It does mean being busy. It does mean all those things. But that idea of like, oh, you're so busy. Ugh, I just... Like well, and I'm assuming yeah. if you have a girlfriend or whatever that you want to see, you're going to make time to see that person. Yeah. And you're also just going to make time, you know, especially again, because I know everybody's lives are very full. Do you stop for a moment and send the tiny voice text that just says, I'm thinking about you. How are you? That takes no time. Mm -hmm. it takes no time. And mm -hmm. all we want to see is we want to feel seen, heard, and loved, period. I don't care who you are, how much money you got how skinny you think you might be, how, how, whatever it might be, if you do not feel seen, heard, and loved, you are not whole. And it's just not gonna work. I've heard that, I keep hearing that more and more. I firmly believe it. I feel like maybe it's been because of the podcast or whatever, but that is like, take all the differences and that's the one commonality, right? Yeah. Well, it's so funny and you didn't ask me this, but again, just to share my own journey that I'm really trying to lean into where I'm going without having a plan because I really don't have one, is that I really thought I was creating this like, you know, step into unapologetic confidence and kind of like this like strong personality. But what I really realized is that I'm speaking to women and we have to like take a big step back about just even feeling good about yourself. Like you can't go crush your business goals if you don't even feel good about yourself. You can't go do X, Y, Z. So it's almost like I just had to sort of change my entire way of thinking of I'm not just injecting you to feel confident about yourself. It's like, what else is going on here? Because, and again, I'm not a therapist, but I just think that if we don't speak freely and wholly as women, we can't be our best self. And only other women really give it to each other. 
that 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 sense of confidence and care because we get each other. I see you, you see me. I don't, you know, I, you know, I love my husband, but he's never going to understand. It's just, he totally. doesn't have that chip. It's not going to work. Agree. So let's pivot a little bit and talk about your book. I know you've mentioned it and you know, we mentioned it in the intro extra, the art of being, which I just love. Maybe you can even talk a little bit about the title. Um, so we just love knowing what inspired you to write the book. And, you know, I'm just wondering, even as I think about it, could a teenage girl read it? You know, so much what we talked about in trying to instill this unapologetic confidence at a younger age, at what point could a teen even read this book? Oh my gosh. If you're, if you're six years old, you should be reading this. And again, didn't create it for that. I can't tell you the pictures I get of young kids reading the book all the way through teens, going into college again, the messages are all the same. And so, yes. And, you know, the real reason the book was written was because I felt like I had a lot to say. And my ultimate goal was that I wanted to speak to women, but I felt like I needed to put pen to paper. So when somebody's like, okay, great, you want to speak to women, but who are you? Well, I don't know who I am. So then I felt like I had to do this book. And for me, it was a, a marriage of soul and style. You know, I kind of always say when people, it's on my like little header of like, you know, think Oprah meets Gucci. Like it's, it's, the, it's both, it's not one or the other. And I think that the messages in the book are bite-sized pieces of almost like candy about one, they're stories about how I think my confidence came out and came to play. And then they're just filled with quotes. And the reality is um, I wrote the entire book literally on my notes going through the Starbucks drive-through. Um, on most days after dropping my kids off, it would just come pouring out of me. And I would just kind of, and I always say like, I'm not a writer. I didn't set out to like write books, but instead of saying to myself, you can't do that. Like, that's not for you. What are you doing? I was like, who cares? Guess what? At the end of the day, if my parents and friends buy it and they lie to me and say they liked it, I, they'll still love me. Who cares? What's the worst thing that happens? And I'll never forget a good friend of mine saying, because of course I was doing the whole, like, what am I doing? And what am I, uh, all the stuff. And she kept saying like, cause you know, it's all fun and games to do a book and have it on pre-sale. But then when it's going to be on your doorstep, you want to bomb it. Like it's all fun and games. till so the person has it in their hand. And my friend would say to me, but you did it, but you did it. Like, regardless of whatever happens now, you did it. And I always take that with me of the fact of like, you're right. Movement is hope. Just do the darn thing whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be a book. I don't care what it is. And so um, I don't think I really answered your whole question, but I think it's for anybody. And hopefully this is why I said, when I share things, it's not because I want you to say, oh, isn't she great? It's more like, wow, she did this. I can do it too. And why I, not? I, I love what you're saying. And I am writing a book right now, very much under this, you know, it's, it's a lot about finding my true authentic self, actually. Love it. And I've been wanting to write a book for years. I mean, it is literally, and I've never known what I was going to write about. I started a different book a few years ago. I scrapped it. Now I'm writing this book and this book I will finish. Like I'm committed to finishing okay. it. But I love hearing your story about how you just did it. Like you were in the did Starbucks it. writing notes. Like I find myself like constantly pulling up my little note section on my phone. Oh my gosh, I have to do this or I have to write about that. And so, oh, I love that. Well, congratulations to you for declaring it and putting it into the universe. And, you know, again, 
the sheer act of doing it should be celebrated, that you're actually doing it and releasing yourself from the outcome of it. What will happen? Who cares? You're and I actually don't care. Like my husband has said to me, because mine's more memoir style. And my husband has said to me, well, aren't you worried about what so-and-so is going to think when you're writing about this section? Because he, I show him a lot of what I'm writing. And I'm like, I'm not. No. Like, I'm not. I don't know why, but I'm not. It's so fantastic. It is what it is. And again, the gift you're giving to other women is that you did it. And so then you pass it on. And I always say, like, if you're not in a position where you can be, you know, the lifter of others or giving light to others because you need it yourself. But if you are, then take others with you. Like if you are in a good place, because here's the thing, I might be in a good place today, tomorrow I might not be. But if I am in a good place, like take someone with you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so again, what you guys are doing is just phenomenal because you're giving women an outlet to, well, not just women, people, but to hear about, you know, the art of living well. And that's a very big bucket. It is. And just by you guys, right, both of you writing these books, you are by default inspiring others. Because it's like, oh, if, I mean, it's a little bit, if, if they could do it, well, maybe I can do it too. You know, I think Marty and I've had this conversation recently with maybe another author we've had on, you know, how many 10, 20, 30 years ago, just the everyday, you know, neighbor woman on the street was not cranking out a book and writing a memoir. And the fact that so many people are doing that, and again, if no one reads it, or only your close friends and family read it, Yep. It, you did it. It's an accomplishment. Maybe it's therapeutic for you. I mean, it's checking off a lot of boxes. So I just think it's great that all these women are writing books and not just women, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, people. Sorry, people. <laughs> I hope if you're comfortable, Marnie, that you share your journey and process with people because that's really inspiring to see like that you're out there, you're trying, you're writing it down, you're having blocks, you're, but you're doing it. And that's what we all want to see is that people doing, um, and that's, that's really, really inspiring. Well, thank you. I I'm enjoying the process more than I ever thought I would. That is so great. So, um, we love to leave our listeners with some simple tips that they can use to implement into their lives immediately. What tips would you share to help people kind of step into themselves a little more? Gosh, what tips? Well, I would first of all say um, set your intentions. So what what can you do to make that extra step into your day? Is it that you want to do something self-care like meditate or work out? Do you want to um, put on a cute shirt? Like what is it that you're going to do to show up for yourself today and not someone else? And again, show up is defined by you. Success is defined by you, not someone else. It doesn't mean you're going to go do these epic, huge things. How do you want to show up for yourself today so that your future self thanks you? Love that. So total um, sidebar before we kind of wrap up this awesome conversation. I feel like we could go on and on forever. You talked a little bit about like you, you know, you're doing photography and whether you want to be an influencer and you love fashion. So can you share maybe your top couple of places that you like to shop that everyone can access, you know, via their couch online? Yes. Okay. First of all, I'm all about high low. So high for me is Gucci and I've got my staples and I love, um, low for me, it will always be Target and Zara. And yeah. then, I, yeah. And then I think that there's just other things too, that, um, you know, come into play where you can make it your own. Like I will always say like, get your scissors out, cut your own sleeves off. Um, you know, make sure that for me, I'm not matchy matchy. So, you know, mix up patterns, mix up textures, 
I'll always say to make sure you do, you know, you know, tight and baggy, you don't do baggy baggy. So there's millions of things. And I really think that beyond shopping, it's in your closet. It's how you put it together. It's already there. I love it. And people can get inspiration just by, by looking at you and, and your feed and all the, all the fun stuff that you share. So one final question that we love to ask all of our guests is, oh, I guess before we do that, we should, you, can you tell people where they can find you? I forgot. And we'll link this all up in the show notes. Oh, please, please. Um, you know, Instagram is really the best home for me, um, which is okay. Christina Glickman and everything about communities I've built, courses, everything, the book, it's all there. Yes. Perfect. Easy peasy. And I know you can get the book everywhere. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the good places. Okay. So sorry about that. So our final question is what does the art of living well mean to you? It means I'm living it for me. Whatever it is that I decide to do, I'm doing it for me. And by virtue of living well, that means that I'm showing up for myself. So it is kind of goes back to that important cornerstone of the most relationship, you know, the most the relationship I need to honor most is the one with myself. And that's beautiful. Some days, yes, some days, no. (laughs) But that's, that's real. You know, that's your real life. No, no one has a perfect life every day. Yeah. And I'm exactly very relatable. Well, thank you for being on our podcast and just for sharing your, you know, brave, authentic, bold self. Well, thank you. Loved having you. You guys are great. I, I truly, you know, forgot we're on a podcast and we're not just chatting, having coffee here. So I know. Um, I know. thank you for letting me, you know, share and ramble and all the things. And thank you for putting such goodness out into the world. We need it. And I just am proud to be a part of it. Thank, well, thank you. you. And hopefully we can take this conversation over to Clubhouse at some point oh, and we can chat more. I would love that. That'd be fabulous. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.